Okay, let's cruise through Proverbs. So um, we'll, it'll take a little while tonight. We're going to look at some sections um, of Proverbs, and we're going to look at a little bit of background like we've been doing with each of our studies. So this is on about, I don't know, there's something wrong with this program. It's updated or something. Yeah, it's on. Thank you. There's something on, uh, something about it that's kind of a delay. Uh, it, sometimes it delays about six or eight seconds, so I might press the button and it'll take a little bit. But anyway, as we've been looking at with each book of the Bible, as we start on our GPS, we look at a key word or phrase. And of course, the key word for Pro- Proverbs would obviously have to be wisdom. There are 31 chapters in, in uh, the book of Proverbs. And if you were with us last summer, into the fall, I think it was, or maybe it was late fall into late, later in the year. We did a study on uh, Proverbs, and we only t- we took about uh, 12 or 13 weeks, maybe 14 weeks or so, to go through um, Proverbs. We didn't go verse by verse. You can't really do that because it changes subjects so much. And it'll, the same chapter, you'll come back to a subject over and over in that chapter. So it's hard really to go verse by verse through Proverbs. Now, if you read it yourself... That's a little different, but when you're teaching it, it's, it's just hard to go verse by verse. This is a great book uh, with so much practical uh, wisdom in it, and that's the key to the book of Proverbs, or the, the key word is the word wisdom. There are 31 chapters in it, and as we'll talk about just a little bit tonight, most of it was written by uh, Solomon, but not all of it. So the date that we have for Proverbs starts early about 982, and... Um, then it goes to about 961 B.C., but there are a couple of chapters that were not written uh, by him. Some of them were written by him, and they were later um, placed in what we would call placing it into the book of Proverbs. And we'll talk about that when we get a little further uh, towards that tonight. But anyway, so not all the uh, Proverbs were written by him. Most all of them were. Um, as you read through Proverbs, uh, we'll look and see. Um, we'll look and see just a, just a really quick... Um, outline uh, idea of, of uh, how, how Proverbs kind of how it lays out. The first 24 chapters were definitely written by Solomon and uh, some of the other ones were written by Solomon in the next chapters but they were they were placed what we would call placing in the book of Proverbs by King Hezekiah's men. So apparently there were some that were written and they were found later uh, because you know Hezekiah his time to reign as king he was over Judah many, many you know, years after the uh, kingdom had divided. And so, um, as we'll see, this week and then, Lord willing, next week and the following week, as we study Ecclesiastes, the next book, and Song of Solomon, these are all attributed to the same writer, to Solomon. And Proverbs was probably written somewhere in his, um, uh, during the time he was king, and Song of Solomon was probably written maybe in the early years or maybe right before uh, or right in the early years of his reign as king. Proverbs was probably a few years later uh, on into his reign because he reigned 40 years. And then and when you get to the, to the book of Ecclesiastes, which these books are not in that order as far as how they were written, but they're in an order in, in, the, in Scripture, uh, the way you know, whether they're, they're there is not the same order is what I'm trying to say. Ecclesiastes was written in his later years. Uh, kind of looking back, and so we'll notice that when we get to that next year, uh, next week, uh, Lord willing, as we go into uh, the book of Ecclesiastes. So basically, just a breakdown in about four or five uh, uh, sections of the book, chapters one through nine, and really this is true of the whole book, but especially chapters one through nine, you see a huge contrast between wisdom 
and foolishness. Wisdom, as we talked about in our study last year, uh, wisdom is basically seeing life as God sees it, seeing it through His his eyes, so to speak, looking at life and viewing life from His viewpoint and seeing uh, how life uh, how, how uh, life is to be approached His way. And the key phrase, uh, especially in those chapters, is the phrase, the fear of the Lord. Um, and so there's a contrast, especially in the first chapters, or chapters 1 to 9, of wisdom and foolishness. Ta- chapters 10 to 24, uh, these Proverbs were written and set in order, so to speak, by Solomon himself. Now, you'll see wisdom there, of course, and some other subjects, but this, this is just a breakdown of, the, of the, uh, the chapters in the book. And then chapters 25 to 29, when we get there, you'll see that those were set in order by Hezekiah's men. They were probably all written by Solomon. There may have been a, uh, a couple that weren't, but they were probably all written by Solomon. And then when you get to chapter 30, the Bible mentions a name that we're really not sure about. I've read from different writers and commentators, and they're guessing, uh, trying to guess who the, the word, this, this man is, is spelled A-G-U-R. Agur is the way you pronounce it, kind of a strange-sounding name. Um, and that's a chapter of Proverbs there. And it's a little different in some ways from the other Proverbs, so you can see that it's a different writer probably. But um, some believe that it was, was Solomon, and it could have been, but um, that name really is nowhere connected so much with him. But the next chapter, the last chapter, most of it, uh, of that chapter, is sitting, uh, it states that it's written from the mother of King Lemuel. And from what we can tell, Lemuel is another name for Solomon. And if that's the case, and it probably is, then those words were actually words given to him by Bathsheba, who was his mother, if you remember. So with that kind of breakdown of the book, let's go. We're going to look at some major sections in Proverbs, um, and we'll talk about the different, some of the different topics. There's not a, it's not a complete list by any means. But when you look at Proverbs and study it, since we're trying to get like an overview of the whole book, we looked at this in our study that we did last year, but we want to get a, a look at this again and get kind of a, a reminder. Go with me to chapter 10, and these are uh, left to right, so start at chapter 10. We'll make our way to 14 and then 16. Chapter 10, there are three basic types of statements in the book of Proverbs. There is a statement that's a contrast, and it's, it'll have that simple conjunction, B-U-T, but in there, uh, showing the difference or the contrast in these two statements. A lot of times it's about two different people. Sometimes it's about two different types of choices. Um, and so it's a contrast, 10 and verse 21. The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for want of wisdom. So... Uh, the two opposites you see there, of course, are, are um, righteous and wisdom or the ones who are wise. But the other opposite you see there is that the lips of the righteous feed. That is, they give out. They, they, uh, the words that they say from their lips are helpful to other people. Just like food, you know, you have, need to have food to live. Their words are helpful. But fools die for want of wisdom. In other words, fools don't even have any words to offer anybody to help them. So you see the contrast there. So all through Proverbs, these type of statements are found. And they're, they're contrasting statements where, you know, one is, is opposite from the other, usually always, always opposite. The second type is in chapter 14, verse number 26. And this is a completive statement. 1426, in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, 
and his children shall have a place of refuge. So this statement, these, these two statements, they complete each other. Uh, to fear the Lord gives us strong confidence, gives, encourages our faith because we fear the Lord. And if, as the old saying goes, if you fear God, you, you don't fear um, anyone else. But if you fear anything else, you're not really fearing the Lord. The fear of the Lord is strong confidence and his children shall have a place of refuge. And so for the believer, when we fear the Lord, we have confidence in him. We have a refuge that's in him. In fact, there's another place in Proverbs in chapter 18 that says the fear of the Lord or the name of the Lord rather is a strong tower. And so there are completive statements found throughout the book of Proverbs. And another type of statement, chapter 16 and verse number 8 <clears throat> and here is a comparison. Now, sometimes a comparison will be a opposite. A lot of times it will. And so in a sense, it contrasts. But look at, look at this type of comparison. Chapter 16 and verse number 8. Better is a little with righteousness than great revenues without right. In other words, it's better to have very little money and be a righteous person, be a godly person, than to have a whole lot of money and, and be ungodly. Uh, that's found in a lot of places. That's found over, excuse me, that's found over in uh, Psalms. Psalm, Psalm 73, the, the writer of, of that Psalm, he says, he says um, I had uh, basically kind of uh, paraphrasing, he said, I was going along through my life and I, and I got to a point where I almost backslid in my life because I watched and saw the prosperity of the wicked, how they get away with everything and God's people seem to go through and endure so many problems. And so um, this, this proverb brings that truth out. But you see these comparisons here, these two statements, and um, it's a contrast, but it's, it's a comparison of, uh, of two things that uh, to show how uh, righteousness is, is more important in God's eyes. So those, when you study Proverbs, you read through there, just kind of uh, keep those in mind as you read through them. You'll find examples of there all through the book of Proverbs. It'll be seen there over and over again. So as we look at Proverbs, there are a few things we want to talk about just uh, briefly, just some, um, some, some key words or phrases. And then we're going to get into some key sections of Proverbs that are found uh, in certain places. And they'll, that theme is found in many other places as well. The, the phrase, the fear of the Lord, is found 14 times. We just read one a moment ago, in fact. It's found 14 times in the book of Proverbs. And so uh, fear is, uh, is, is uh, fear of the Lord is knowing uh, that God is watching everything. Now, it's not a fear in the sense that he's going to squish you like a bug, but it's a fear in knowing that God's watching everything. And so because of that, uh, the decisions we make, the things we do, the places we go, it should reflect on that. But the fear of the Lord is found 14 times. 17 times, there's something that's written that says better than this, better than that. Uh, and there's, there are 17 of those found in Proverbs. Uh, as we'll see in a, in a moment, uh, in, our, in our words that are key words or, or ideas or, or thoughts in, in the book of Proverbs, negative and positive uses of the tongue. When we did our study last fall, we, one of our studies was about that. Well, in fact, we, we took two weeks to do that. We looked at the negative uses of the tongue, how, how words can hurt. And then we also looked at a study of how words, uh, in one of our studies, how words can heal, how they can help, how they can encourage. So that same tongue can do either, can do either thing. It can encourage or it can hurt. And so all through Proverbs, you see the word tongue, the word lips, the word words or word. Uh, throughout there, and it's referring to the words that we say, the uses of our tongue. And then the word heart. 
uh, in, in the book of Proverbs, uh, pretty much every time means our affections and our motives. Um, in the book of Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23, it tells us to, um, to keep our heart with all diligence, to keep it, to, to guard it like a sentry guard is watching, to keep it with all diligence because out of it are the issues of life. From our heart is our emotions, there are affections, our motives and why we do things. And that word heart is found many times. I didn't look up and write down how many, but, it, but I was just given that, that verse that that's what that talks about in Proverbs. So um, as we continue on the, um, and look at the uh, different themes found in there, there, this is just a handful of them. There are more than this, but I tried to remember some of the things that we studied in our, in our previous study about uh, from Proverbs. Friendships, found several places about friendship in um, Proverbs. Um, iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Uh, there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Marriage, family life, adultery, fidelity, money matters, strong drink, words, like we just, just mentioned that. Wrong influences is one of the things we'll see in just a moment. Our thoughts, that's found probably as much uh, as, as our words or verses about our thoughts or our thinking. Uh, wise and unwise counsel. Uh, character, and, and many others are also found in there. So those are some of the themes that you see when you study in the book of Proverbs. Such a practical book. Um, this, as we talked about last week, Psalms is kind of the hymn book for worship, and uh, Proverbs is a practical book for the, uh, to, to live daily life. Um, some of the other key words, wisdom, the word prudent or prudence is found in there, which is similar to wisdom. Righteousness, we just saw a verse about that. Understanding is found a number of times. Knowledge, instruction, uh, think, equity is a word found in there. Discretion, that's a word that you hardly ever hear anymore. It's not even used anymore, but it's in there. Trust, uh, we mentioned heart. Diligent or diligence and fools or foolishness is found many, many times throughout Proverbs. So these are some of the key words uh, that, that will appear over and over and over. Like I said, sometimes several times in the same chapter, sometimes it'll be you know, several chapters back to back or further on back as you read. Go with me to uh, 13, verse 1 for just a second. Proverbs 13 and verse number 1. And in this chapter, or in this book, several times you'll see the, the words, my son, written there. Now, as we read this, my son directly relates to Solomon's son. We'll see in just a moment. But also, it, it, it relates to anybody that's reading it, um, you know, male or female. It relates because God, oh, the Lord uses this through, through Solomon to say, I'm giving you this counsel. I'm giving you this wisdom from Scripture. 13.1. A wise son heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner or, uh, heareth not rebuke. Whenever Solomon died... The kingdom went to his son, Rehoboam. And then there was a rebellion with a man named Jeroboam. And Jeroboam uh, ends up with, with um, uh, or in other words, as, as time went by, the kingdom split. That's when you had 10 in the north and um, two in the, in the southern kingdom. And so Rehoboam, there were some that came to him and said, um, and said if you will rule us like your father ruled us. And remember, Solomon all the problems that Solomon had, he reigned as king for 40 years and there was never a war. 
never any blood that was shed during Solomon's reign other than those that were were um, that had been put to death because of some of the things they did personally, but there was no no war at all. Solomon had 40 years of peace. And so some of the older ones told him, uh, basically said, uh, Rehoboam, if you will do as your father did, if you will treat everyone just and right, if you will rule the way your father did, you will have peace and you will not have a problem ruling this kingdom. Not didn't mean there wouldn't be any problems, but you wouldn't have a problem in the sense that this, you know, you'll have a peaceful rule. He said, come back to me in three days and I'll let you know. So he talks to some of the younger men who kind of grew up with him and said, you know, you ought to tell them, look, our, our, your father chastised uh, with, um, uh, with, with whips and, and, or with scorpions and I'll, I'll come back with something harder. In other words, he says, I'm going to put the hammer down. I'm going to be much uh, more strict than my father. I'm going to be worse than what my father ever did, which, you know, Solomon, he only did, you know, only brought any kind of correction when he had to. So uh, basically Rehoboam kind of, um, he, he kind of, uh, uh, you know, wrote his own future out there. that He really messed up. And so because of that, uh, he began to make some unwise decisions and the kingdom divided. And that was never what Solomon wanted, of course. And so the Bible says there, um, my son, and he's obviously directly talking, I believe, of course, to Rehoboam, a wise son heareth his father's instruction. And so he did not listen. He did not pay attention to what his father had to say. And because of that, the whole kingdom had to pay the price. Let's look at some key sections. And there are several of those. It will take just a few moments. And I have them sectioned off and you can, I'll, I'll read them out. And for those who listen uh, to the podcast and want to hear the verses, I'll read them, I'll, I'll read them out. But I won't read the whole section of them. The first one is in chapter 1 in verse 10 to 33. Now this is long, so I won't uh, read the whole thing. Uh, but I will skip around a little bit in, in, um, in this chapter or in this section. Chapter 1, verse 10 to verse 33. And this is avoiding wrong people, wrong influences in our life. Verse, uh, let's read the first couple of verses, verse 10 and 11. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. That's exactly what Rehoboam did. He talked with those younger guys that you know, enticed him to, to make wrong decisions. If they say, come with us, let us lay wait for blood. Let us lurk privily for the innocent without cause. And you read on down through there, and he continues giving his warning. In verse 20, he says, wisdom crieth without. She uttered her voice in the streets. In other words, uh, when you get to this point in your life, Rehoboam, and you're, you have these... Um, these people, these influences in your life are going to try to pull you to make wrong decisions. Remember, wisdom's crying out to you. It's saying, make the right decision, Rehoboam. Do the right thing. And so uh, you read through here and you see uh, it describes one who makes uh, wrong decisions. And then it says in verse 33, But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. So he gives a warning in those, in those verses about wrong influences in our life. And um, that, that same thing is found several other places, but this whole section deals with, with that particular subject. Another subject, key section in uh, Proverbs is in chapter 2. This is one of my favorite, I think. Verse 1 through verse number 9. I'll, I'll read this section. Uh, my son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thy heart to understanding. Now, Here's Solomon talking to his son, 
And here we know for us devotionally or spiritually, it's the Lord talking to us through His Word. And so as you read through here and you see where it talks about words and inclining your ear, uh, look at it from the viewpoint of reading and, and applying God's Word to our life. Pick up at verse um, 3. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as, as for hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. A buckler means one who, who that which protects us, like wearing, wearing armor. Verse 8, he keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity, yea, every good path. So here we see where Solomon says to his son, seek for, look for uh, wisdom. And we, we get wisdom from God's Word, of course, and it says there to cry out for it, to seek it like you're looking for head treasures. And so the more you read God's Word, using Proverbs as an example here, the more you read it and you can uh, and, and get into it, you will be able to dig out and see things you've never seen before. And you'll be able to, um, it's not that they're new in the sense of, of um, just put there, it's new in the sense you've never seen it before. And there'll be new things to you. Uh, that you've never noticed, you've never seen as you dig those out. Uh, as I've been studying and working on these studies this year, wow, I'm telling you, I have seen and learned so much just doing an overview. And that's besides going section by section like we're doing right now. That's besides really breaking it down and, and reading uh, in various places where you, you see things that just jump right out at you as, as you read them over and over again. So to um, seek for it. Uh, and searching God's word as you would for gold. If you were really looking for gold, if you were if you were digging for it and you knew it was down there, you would dig until you found it. It may take a long time to get there. You may have to take a lot of breaks between. But if you knew that it was somewhere underground or somewhere um, uh, that where you had to do a lot of digging uh, or mining or something, if you knew it was there, you would probably search for it and seek for it. And the same truth is for God's wisdom, especially when it comes to God's Word. Another section is in chapter 2, and hopefully that will pop up. Uh, pop up. Um, let's see. Did I miss that one? I think I did. Or I'll put it on another slide. Um, let's see. Let's go to it anyway. If you're still in chapter 2, I think I did. I think I somehow missed that on this slide. But anyway, if you'll go with me to chapter 2 and look at verse... Um, Mm. No, nope, I know what I'm thinking of. It is further down. I do have it further down. I'm sorry. I was misleading you. All right, go to chapter 3, verse 1. Chapter 3, verse 1 to 10. Uh, I won't read all these verses, but this is a, uh, this is a section about uh, some of the keys to blessing in life. Um, most everybody at some point has heard, read, memorized, uh, heard it preached, heard it taught. Chapters 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not into thine own understanding. and all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. So when you back up to verse 3, you'll see uh, where he talks about to let your heart keep His God's commandments. They'll give you long days, give you long life, peace. And then he says uh, to trust with all our heart. And then to honor the Lord, verse 9, with thy substance, with the first fruits of all thy increase. And in doing so, God will bless us. So these are some of the keys to blessing in life, trusting in Him, honoring Him, 
And one of these ways to do that is to you know, honor him by giving back from what he's blessed us with. And so uh, some people call it tithes or whatever you want to call it, but giving back to God from what he's, what he's done to bless us. And so these are some of the keys to blessing in life. And read through that section and you'll see several of those. Then you get to chapter 6. And then, you'll, then we'll skip over to chapter 30 after this. Chapter 6, look at verse 5 through 8. Um, Deliver thyself as the roe from the hand of the hunter. That's uh, it's like a, it's really a deer. It's another word for a deer. Um, and a bird from the hand of the fowler. There's a bird found there. Go to the ant, thou sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. And it talks about uh, the ant and the wisdom of an ant and their, uh, how industrious they are and, and the, um, how productive they are. So in Proverbs, you see, and I think there are a few others in between these passages, but the next one is in chapter 30, Proverbs 30, verse um, 15 to 31. We won't read the whole thing here either. That gets a little lengthy. But chapter 30 Verse 15 to 31, you see again several animals. So God takes, and, and uh, these are written down for us. God gives uh, through his spirit, he, he um, has them write words uh, in, their, in, in, in Proverbs here, comparing animals and some of the way they live in their habitat, comparing it to us for, uh, our char- for character, for things that we should do. The ant is a good example of being industrious, of being, you know, not being uh, lazy, to be diligent. Look at chapter 30, verse 15. The horse leech hath two daughters crying, give, give. That's a type of insect that basically uh, takes blood. Um, let's see, skip down to verse, um, the, verse 19. talks about an eagle and a serpent. Um, look down at verse... Um, 25, ants again, and then locusts, 27, spiders. So you see different uh, insects or animals, and God uses those as, uh, as t- um, to teach us, as, as teaching opportunities to teach us in his word um, uh, from, from Proverbs here. And he uses this example to gain wisdom from these. And so those are some of the, the themes found in the book of uh, Proverbs. Another one in chapter 6. We were in 6, um, starting in verse about 2 while ago, or verse 4. Look at verse 16 through 19. These six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. And when you read through these, it's amazing how many uh, of these have to do with um, the words that we speak. Um, let's read through them. He says six, yea, seven. So that is a, there are no, there's a couple of the places in Proverbs where something similar is said. And this, this wording is used to emphasize importance. There's six. No, he says, no, there's seven. In other words, he's, he's showing these are all uh, important to, to look at. Uh, verse 17, a proud look. Several times in Proverbs you see the word pride or proud um, in, or, and the word arrogant even found, very similar. Uh, a proud look. There's a, let's see, one of the verses, I meant to write it down. Uh, pride goes before destruction. I think that's in chapter 16. A lying tongue, okay? So that's one with the words that we say. Hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. Uh, we said a while ago about heart, and we talked, you know, the um, motives, um, feelings, emotions, motives. Feet that be swift and running to mischief. A false witness that speaketh lies. That's another one that has to do with our words. 
And he that soweth discord among brethren. Now it doesn't say words there, but to sow discord implies that there are words that are said. So three of these seven have to do with our words. But here's a section that you can take each of those and you can go through Proverbs and you spend a good, good bit of time finding each of those throughout Proverbs. Um, the um, false witness is another, you know, lying or um, goes back to lying tongue, very similar. Uh, heart, again, several times in Proverbs, heart and motives are found there. Uh, Feet that are swift in running to mischief and talks about, there's several places in Proverbs about, you know, not mistreating your neighbor, not mistreating someone else around you. And so uh, these, are, these are reflected and found several times in the book of Proverbs. Chapter 6, verse 24 through 727, that whole section right there, in fact, uh, the whole chapter 7 after verse 24, chapter 6, is about the evil woman. And it, it warns, um, Solomon warns his son about the evil woman. Um, and Solomon, who could be a better, <laughs> who could who could be a better um, uh, judge of that than Solomon? He ran into some some really t- uh, some times, I'm sure, with that many wives and concubines. So you see uh, that subject, and it's also found several other places in Proverbs. Then chapter eight, verse one to thirty-six. This is a neat study. This uh, this whole chapter is about wisdom, and wisdom is personified like a person. And when you study chapter eight and read through it and you compare it with Jesus and his work and his life, there are amazing parallels in chapter 8, talking about wisdom and looking at the life and ministry of Jesus. Just amazing parallel. That's a great study to do sometime. And uh, maybe if you've got a notebook that you write notes in sometime at home or doing just a personal study, that's a great study to go through sometime and look at all those. Then another favorite of mine is in chapter 9, verse 9 through 11. This is actually what I was looking for a while ago, and I don't know why I was thinking chapter 2. But chapter 9, starting at verse 9, read down through verse 11. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Um, Yeah, for by me thy days shall be multiplied, and the years of thy life shall be increased. And so that word instruction is found, um, and we also said wisdom and knowledge and understanding that are found in verse 10. But that word instruction is found several times in the book of Proverbs. And so there's the importance of having a teachable spirit. And these verses here talk about that, especially verse 9 is a key verse about that. Uh, Give instruction to one who's already wise, and he will be yet wiser. They'll want to hear more. They'll want to grow more. Uh, they'll want to, to understand more of the word to apply to their life. When I see that, I think about in the book of Mark chapter 4 where Jesus uh, told the disciples, he said, um, be careful how you hear. He said, the more you hear, uh, the more you're accountable for. But he says, the more you hear and understand, then there will be more that I'll show you. Uh, also, I think of uh, Acts chapter 18 where there was um, a couple named Aquila and Priscilla. And they came across a young man named Apollos. And Apollos only knew a certain amount up to the up to the ministry of John the Baptist. Remember, they didn't have a completed. Uh, all they had was the Old Testament. They didn't have the Gospels completed. At least if it were, they weren't in. You know, you couldn't just go anywhere find a copy. And so Apollos knew only so much. And Aquila and Priscilla sat him down and helped him and showed him more about um, what Jesus did, his completed work on the cross, his death, burial, and resurrection, and helped Apollos. And later on, lo and behold, you find Apollos in 1 Corinthians where he is a great teacher of the word. 
And they invested in this man. And he, he makes me think of that verse, um, verse number nine, give instruction to a wise man and he will be yet wiser. So the importance of a teachable spirit is, fa- is found in uh, chapter nine, verse nine through 11. And you see it several other places in Proverbs. Um, chapter 22, verse 17 to 21. We we'll have to move on uh, a little quicker here in just a moment. But verse 17 to 21 are probably my favorite verses in Proverbs where it talks about knowing the certainty of the words of truth. And so there is the value of knowing um, that God's word is true and we can count on it, we can rely on it, we can put our faith, our trust in what he says. And those verses uh, in in chapter 22, verse 17 to 21, talk about the certainty of his words, the assurance of the truth of of his word. Uh, Chapter 23, verse 29 to 35, Warns about strong drink. There are a few other places in there in scripture in uh, Proverbs that warn about that, but especially that section. And then chapter thirty-one, preached on this back at Mother's Day, is uh, the uh, value of a virtuous woman. And so, if you'll go with me there for just a moment, um, verse one of chapter thirty-one, the words of King Lemuel. And as I said, it, it appears that this is probably another name for Solomon the prophecy that his mother taught him. Now, again, when you see the word prophecy, uh, in fact, um, we we looked at a a subject from Prophecy Sunday. We see prophecy, oftentimes you immediately think about what's in the future. But prophecy also means not just to foretell something that's going to happen, but it's to tell forth something. It's to proclaim something. And so it says here the prophecy that his mother taught him. And as you read through here, all these words, this whole chapter... There are a few warnings to, to Lemuel, which I believe is Solomon. And then in chapter 31, verse 10 to 31, spends those verses talking about the, the importance of a virtuous woman, of a godly woman, down through all those verses and um, how her value is, is, uh, is greater than rubies, it says there. And so um, it closes out there in chapter 31 with that section. And of course, there are other verses in Proverbs about the importance of of a virtuous woman, of a godly woman. So those are some of the key sections that you find in Proverbs. Another thing about Proverbs, uh, many have called the New Testament book of James the Proverbs of the New Testament because James, the book of James, was just five chapters. Uh, As you get past Hebrews, it's the very next book, just five chapters in the book of James, but it's very, very similar in a lot of ways to Proverbs because some of the things, as short as it is, just five books, some of the things that he talks about, very, very similar to Proverbs. He, uh, he talks about the tongue in chapter 3. He talks about um, uh, doing uh, helpful works before others in chapter 2 and so forth. So throughout the book of James, there's several uh, similarities to the book of Proverbs. So, To whom was it written? Well, it was written much of it directly to Rehoboam, Solomon's son. But it's written to all who will listen to wisdom. And so uh, Proverbs, as you read through there, it's an Old Testament book, but there's so many things in it that are New Testament doctrine when it comes to to, uh, others and living among others and, 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 you know, living your life with others and helping others and so forth and Warnings against foolish living is one of the traffic jams and potholes. It warns against making bad and wrong decisions. Chapter 1, we looked at that first section there we talked about tonight. Um, warnings against foolish living. Um, as you read in uh, the, the tune-up for Proverbs, is a very key principle in Proverbs 
is learning to control your spirit. If you took everything that he warns about and you just put it into one basic idea, that would be this. Go to chapter 25 and verse 28, and then we're going to go backwards after that to chapter 16. But chapter 25 and verse 28. He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Back in those days, there were no planes to fly overhead. They had to have walls in their cities. Um, we need some walls now that will probably never happen. But they had to have walls in their cities to protect from the enemy because that was the way the enemy would get in. If there were no walls, it was easy to just walk right in and take over a city. And so uh, he, he likens that to not having any rule over your spirit. Um, and it, when you take that verse and apply it, um, and ruling over our spirit would, would have a lot to do with the words we say, with anger, with a lot of these, a lot of these words we talked about that are found um, over and over in Proverbs. Ruling our spirit would be the key to one of the, to, to doing that, to taking care of that and to, to uh, overcoming those things. Chapter 16 and verse 32. He that is, here's an example of it. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. If you remember when Nehemiah went back to look at Jerusalem after many years after they'd been in, in um, um, captivity in Babylon and then Persia after that, if you remember as he went back, that's the first thing he noticed. All the gates were, were burned and all the walls were just knocked down. So what did he do? He went in to rebuild the city and to do so, you have to put the walls back up and the gates up. Walls keep out Wrong influences. Gates allow in the right influences. So he, um, uh, the writer of Proverbs here, Solomon, gives an example of how ruling, um, ruling our spirit is so, so very important. And that would probably cover a lot of the things that, that he writes about and warns about in Proverbs. So seeing Jesus in Proverbs, well, there's, there's so many of them. Uh, chapter 3, verse 19, and then that section from that chapter on wisdom, chapter 8, Verse 27 to 32, we see Jesus as creator. In chapter 8, the whole book about wisdom, we talked about comparing in, uh, in that chapter with the life and ministry of Jesus. Chapter 18 and verse 24 says there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother, and of course that's our Savior. He is definitely an example of that verse. We see him in that verse that he sticks closer than any brother in our life. Uh, a few more is uh, chapter 20, verse 8, it talks about the king who sits in judgment. Of course, one day Jesus will do that. He will sit in judgment. And then in chapter 30, verse 4, get over there and read that one. Um, who hath ascended up into heaven or descended? Who hath gathered the wind in his fists? Who hath bound the waters in a garment? Who hath established all the ends of the earth? What is his name and what is his son's name? If thou canst tell, isn't that amazing thing right there in Proverbs is really a prophecy about Jesus coming. Isn't that amazing thing? But it's, it's found in John 3 verse 13 where Jesus talks about ascending and descending and then in Ephesians 4 verse 8 and 10. So Jesus has seen several ways in Proverbs. There are more than just these, but that's about five of them as example of Jesus in Proverbs. Then we're going to look at uh, our home address it is hard to just limit this to just a couple. So I had to come up with about eight of these verses. And there are a lot more. Uh, chapter 3, verse uh, 5 and 6, Trust the Lord with all thine heart. That's one. But I didn't even put it up here because we're familiar with that one. 
Chapter 10, verse 22, the, the, it tells us the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and add no, addeth no sorrow with it. You know, um, we go through this life and some believers are blessed and because they're very wise financially or maybe they get an inheritance or whatever, um, they have a lot more money than, than other believers. Some believers do not have very much, maybe. But this truth is, it applies to every one of us. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow with it. In other words, if God supplies something for you, and it comes from his hand, there'll be no sorrow with it. If he supplied it, it's always going to be something good. James chapter one, or uh, yeah, James chapter one tells us every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights. Cha uh, chapter 11, verse 30, he that winneth souls is wise. Um, there are several places where it talks about someone is, is wise. In fact, the next one also is one of them. But he that winneth souls uh, tells other people about Jesus is wise. Chapter 13, verse 20. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. There's another contrast verse we talked about, and that's reflected back in chapter 1 that we saw earlier. Righteousness, chapter 14, verse 34. Righteousness exalteth the nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. And so that's true for any nation on earth. Uh, directly it would be for Israel, but it's true for any nation. Righteousness will exalt a nation. Sin will be a reproach to any people. Chapter 16, verse 20, he that handleth a matter wisely, uh, talks about in there the importance of that. And then chapter 18, verse 10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and are safe. Chapter 19, verse 27, cease my son to hear the instruction that causes thee to err from the words of knowledge. In other words, he says, you know, watch what you're, you're reading and listening to. Now, some things you read, you know, you, you read it because you, you read it for the content, but don't let it, if it's something that's not good, don't let it pull you the wrong direction. Be careful about what you read. It can lead you the wrong direction. Chapter 30, verse 5, every word of God is pure. He's a shield unto them who trust in Him. So there's a the promise uh, that He gives there, closes uh, towards the end of that, of uh, Proverbs about um, uh, God's Word. So, Lord willing, next week we'll be cruising through Ecclesiastes. A lot of interesting things in that book written in Solomon's later life. We'll look at that. Are there any questions or any input about Proverbs tonight, anybody? It was a lot of journey in one night, wasn't it? Just like last week, how we made it through Psalms. All right, let's stand and close in a word of prayer. Thank you, Lord, for time to be here tonight. Uh, thank you for your love for us. And I pray, Lord, that you'll help us to grow in grace and knowledge of our Savior. Thank you for the truths we see in Proverbs uh, from your word to uh, read and to apply in our lives. Such a practical book. And we thank you, Lord, for uh, giving us warning where needed, encouragement where needed. And uh, we thank you for the, the practical words of this book. Thank you for our study, Lord, as we go through this year. And um, probably into next year, looking at each of the books of the Bible, help us, Lord, to understand it uh, more and more and to, uh, to put together a bigger picture of your word uh, so we can uh, understand it and grow in it, Lord. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.